Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Simon Cardi and with me this week is Joe Scrabbles. Hello. Dale Driver. Hello. Oh, I, went a bit... Joe, Joe went a bit posh, so I went a bit. Tried to go a bit common with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> just... we're, we're playing our watchdogs versions of characters today. We are the rough with the smooth, is what we're known as. We are the the peanut butter of podcasts. You get a bit of crunchy, you get a bit of smooth. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. PS Five. Yeah, all that. I know. I didn't really have a plan going into this. Desperate, uh, absolutely let's, desperate. <laughs> let's just get to the point, which is. We can now briefly say very limited stuff about the PlayStation 5. I oh. am very lucky to have one in my home currently. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, what can I say about it? I can say that it is definitely large. I know we'd all heard that yeah. it's big and we'd seen the picture big. Until it was actually in my home and I put it in, that's my TV. I didn't realize quite how big it was. <laughs> it is. I, I think it's fucking grotesque. I yes. hate. I hate <laughs> the PS5's look so much. Like everything about it makes me upset. I'm so I glad quite... it will be going behind my TV and I'll never look at it. I don't mind it. I have it um, horizontal, so I have it laid down, which I think it looks a lot better. And it's definitely less intrusive that way. It doesn't mm. look like. You know, it doesn't look like a skyscraper. It just looks like a box. You know, um, um, online the obviously. The running hot take is that it's a large console. It's like the PS3 is a noisy console. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've established that. Um, something that hasn't been spoken about yet, which I were so I went into our studio yesterday with Jesse, who's got both consoles because we were doing some shooting with them. The Xbox Series X is so heavy. It's like it's got bricks in it, and nobody is talking about that yet. Yeah, because you don't carry your console around, Dale. I was carrying it yesterday, and I <laughs> like the PS5 is substantially lighter than the Xbox Series so X. Occasionally, I do move my consoles around because my TV and my Virgin box don't have Disney Plus. So if I want to watch a film on Disney Plus downstairs, I have to bring my PlayStation downstairs to watch it because it's the only thing that has an app on it Jesus. that's a very rare occurrence i will admit get a fire but, um, stick mate come on i could do could yeah. do that i do still think uh <laughs> all consoles should have a little gamecube handle on them so Ooh. that would that you know that would work for the xbox uh series yeah. x yeah is the is the s heavy as well no the oh the s is um one that is surprisingly small like you you know it's small but one when you see it in the flesh you're like this is insanely yeah. small like i very much Thinking from personal use, I might want the S long term. Hmm. I think X for work purposes, but just like aesthetically and the size of it and how nice it will fit anywhere, mm-hmm. like the S is way more up my street. That's one thing I'll say about the PS5. It is very large, but it doesn't actually weigh no. as much as you think. But look, it probably weighs as much as the PS4 it's does. It's because it's like 80% fan, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. But I don't mind. I know the whole thing is, oh, it's so big. But yeah. I honestly don't mind because... Like, if it stays silent, I'd rather have a silent console than one that's slightly mm. bigger than the one I had before. Because that is one thing with the PS4, especially with more recent games like Avengers or Warzone. That makes, like, it literally does sound like a jet engine. <laughs> I'm, I am totally happy with the PS5 being big for the reason of keeping mm-hmm. it quiet. That is no problem to me at all. I just wish it didn't look like the worst painting <laughs> of a sci-fi <laughs> building I've ever seen. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's like someone has gone. Yeah, can you sketch me what you think Dubai will look like in fifty years? <laughs> it's literally. I, so I talked about this on another podcast recently. Did you know Akon is building a city in Senegal? Um, 
It looks like it looks like what? one of Akon's fake buildings in Senegal. Is he so, what? He's so lonely. He has to build a city oh, for himself. I have to bring everything down. Nice little fact, and you ruined it. Uh, but yeah, I can't. Um, I can only talk about what the PS5 looks like. Mainly yeah. turned off at the moment. Can talk about the controller, yeah. mm-hmm. which is a very nice controller. I don't know if, Doe, I'm guessing you got a chance to hold it. I, I held it. Yes, I haven't used it in a game or anything, but I've held yeah. it. Um, I think, like, yes, it feels like a substantial step up. I haven't obviously experienced any of the haptic stuff, but mm-hmm. the way the buttons feel, like, for example, the share and the options button, so much better. Like, I think the PS4 one, the way they're, like, mine always kind of gets stuck and I feel like I'm having to dig my finger in to actually press it. <laughs> Where these ones are actually buttons that protrude and feel like... I nice really like the... Um, d-pad as well like mm. those feel really like so, you feel like you're crunching them in if yeah. you know what i mean they're just kind of nice and smooth the triggers are really nice i'll get on because i can talk briefly about like a 20 minute section of astrobot um which we'll get on to soon which does show off the controller really well but um i just like the size of it as well it's slightly bigger than the dual set four and slightly weightier so mm. it feels it doesn't feel like a cheap piece of gear at all which is key yeah but do you want to hear about Astro? Well, Astro's uh, what's it called? Astro's Playroom. It's not Astro Bot. Um, yes, please. I can talk about roughly twenty minutes. So I can talk about the cooling spring section, which is one area of the game. If you know the Astro games, you know that they are very good platformers. Uh, I think Astro Bot Rescue Mission is probably my favourite VR game I've ever played. Um, I'd, I think I'd agree with that. I think, yeah, I'm thinking about that. I've made the statement and I'm not going to retract it because I believe it to be <laughs> correct. Um, yeah, it's just a really good platform, I think. And they kind of take some of the stuff from that, some of the mechanics into this as well. So you feel instantly feels recognisable if you have played uh, the VR game. But yeah, basically you start off in this section, it's the cooling spring. So it's kind of based around the fan of the PS4 and you're supposed to be kind of like inside it and you start off you start off on this beach and the first thing you do when you run on the beach you just feel like the controller just vibrate a little bit like you're running on sand like it's crunching through your fingers and it's really weird but it works really well i suppose it's similar to what the switch controllers have yeah hd rumble but it just feels like yeah it feels like a step up from that did you find yourself like like your attention being immediately drawn to it or was it just a subtle thing that you had to pay attention to no, I instantly felt it because, like, soon after as well, you're just you have to run into kind of like this sandstorm, and you just feel the resistance and your controller shaking as you're walking right. through it as well. It's like it, and you go into water and you kind of feel like little splashes on the controller as well. It's really weird. It's like it's obviously it's all to do with touch. It's a hard thing to explain audibly, yes. but uh, I'm so cool. I'm really weirdly excited for haptic feedback in a way that I didn't <laughs> think I would be. I. I do still wonder whether it's actually going to be used in very much stuff because mm. I bet it's quite hard to pro mm-hmm. like they must have a team to program that stuff because when you're getting to the point of like individual pieces of controllers working and stuff um mm-hmm. I think that could be an issue. I wonder yeah. if they'll have like sur- like sand or like snow if they'll be like tech like that that's like shared between studios like if you want your if you want the control to feel like you're walking on sand kind of use this in a way like there'll be shortcuts like that but also linked like i think the big feature so far that i felt is the adaptive triggers because 
we've heard all like the things like Horizon saying like you know the bowstring will feel like you're pulling it back and like which game was it is it that said uh, like guns will be able to jam uh, Deathloop uh, yeah. Deathloop that's it like that sort of stuff feels really cool but like even the subtle ways so in this area of uh, Astro's Playroom you become a spring kind of at one point and you just the controllers suddenly become like feel like you're pushing down on springs to jump okay. up in the air and it's just and you, then you move around in the air with motion controls which you know I doubt many games are actually going to use like we've had motion control in the controller for a while but mm. yeah it's just weird how like it feels like magic but it's obviously not just like one second you're pulling the trigger and it feels like something else and then like that mind trick it's playing that suddenly you feel like you're using a different controller the next second really mm. odd um, but yeah also the other thing I love about Astro's Playroom it's just kind of a real like and it kind of got me like a little bit emotional at times what? <laughs> it, because <laughs> it's just this weird sort of homage and celebration of PlayStation oh, okay. and it's kind of just there's so many easter eggs and like there's artifacts to collect in the level so like you like go off the beaten track and you'll find an artifact which can just be something as stupid as like I don't know the Jewel Shock three that you found buried in the ground and you can like the boomerang look around one. it and stuff. No, just uh, not the, the not the boomerang. But uh, oh, in this level, there's the Jewel Shock three and there's like the PlayStation Move navigation control. <laughs> like oh, okay. you'll just find these things. <laughs> like it's a celebration of PlayStation and also like if you know the Astrobot games, there's like loads of robots littered all over the place doing things and like there's so many homages to like to just playstation games like in this first level off the beach in the sea you'll just see like a little viking boat with an astro bot with like red paint on him and a little astro bot with a bow and arrow that's and you're cool. like well that's got a war like there's is this all so in the area you're allowed to, to talk about throughout. hmm is this all in the area you're allowed to talk about? Yes, this is all in the area. I'm allowed <laughs> Good. To talk about. I just want that on the record. <laughs> yes, this is all. This is all in the Cooling Springs. That's all just in the beach section. So there's four different parts of Cooling Springs, and like there's other bits where you slide around on ice. Like you've got a lot of you know traditional platforming mechanics going on, but they've just kind of put a big old paint of like PlayStation paint all over it, and just yeah. kind of it's basically showing off the controller is what it's doing and it does it in a really fun way and I'm, yeah. I'm really excited to play it like i only played astrobot vr like three months ago for the first time and i thought it was absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic and then hearing the way you describe it like just being a great proof of concept for haptic feedback but then also like this celebration of playstation as well it just sounds like mm-hmm. a really cool free game that you get it's with the really co- like i don't it's not a spoiler because there's already gameplays of this whole level out but like at the end of the level, it does a really cool thing that, like, it just a huge, like, hit of nostalgia will come to you. I don't know whether, the, I don't know if people want me to say it or not, but, uh, no, don't say it. Let's leave it. Yeah. If you, if you haven't watched it already, I'd just wait at this point because it's just cool to discover all these little touches for yourself, I think, especially if you, like us, just have a long history of PlayStation and all their consoles and games. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I'm going to stop talking about that just in case I do say something I can't. But so far, I have 100% not. I want that to be clarified. 
boys, my house's internet's being weird, so I'm going to freak you out by appearing in two windows on your screen right oh now. Oh my god! Oh, oh my, it's going off. You look different. Oh, it's because it's a different device. That's right. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh god. But now I'm just going to plug in my headphones to the new. Joe, ones the white so balance is different, you. and I don't like yeah. it. Right. And could you mute one of those so we don't hear you twice? I'm out. <laughs> there we go. There oh, we that's go. Good. We're, We're back. Good. We You've are changed good. your 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 order now. Cardi was on the bottom and now he's on the top. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean no, to. I'm, I'm on top where I belong. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's all we'll talk about about that for now. I'm sure in the next couple of weeks we'll have a lot more to talk about PlayStation wise. Oh, yeah. And indeed, Series X wise. I think we mm. should say that. Um, like we can answer more questions pretty soon so if people want yeah. to know things about the ps5 we yes. can we could do a big feedback section next week answering yeah, your questions happy to do that uh we can uh, we've got xboxes as well so which yeah, we're allowed to say so yeah really. ask us questions about the new consoles and we will attempt to answer them i mean yes. i won't because i don't fucking have one yet but <laughs> yeah i was uh, gonna say i don't have one either so but we'll get it's all mainly caddy we'll get Just all the up. lucky boys on here <laughs> yeah uh That'll be IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com for all your next gen needs. <laughs> um, I will say, actually, while we're teasing that, um, a lot of fantastic sandwich feedback we've got the last week oh, or yeah. two. So much, in fact, I think I'm going to officially announce this. <laughs> a sandwich special is in the works. Yeah. Um, Remember drowning? Like the drowning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the big. We, the, this year we've gone big with drowning and sandwiches. <laughs> Um, yeah maybe we'll do it on like one of the console launch days just to really hit what people want on those days Mm, I'm sure sure Al's going to be really happy with this news when he comes back next week I'm sure the (laughs) entire IGN organisation will be delighted that we take up a like let's put ourselves in the decks at the top of the homepage as well we'll have PS (laughs) PS5 review Xbox Series X and S review and then IGN UK podcast sandwich special. Just no, just all caps sandwich feedback. Sandwich feedback. <laughs> and just a big picture of all of us giving double thumbs up. No sandwiches on it. I'd love that. All right, we're, we're, we're definitely going to do that. Um, maybe we could review each sandwich as well that everyone gives in <laughs> to get full thousand word reviews for every sandwich. Well, you'd have to make them all though, wouldn't we? Yeah. This almost seems like a different website at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, yeah. we should get someone else to. Um, why don't we talk about watchdogs because <laughs> that's actually something we should talk about mm. probably on this podcast uh we've me and dale have actually both finished watchdogs legion well finished the main campaign anyway yeah. there's other stuff to do afterwards as you'd expect in an open world game mm-hmm. how far through do you think you are joe uh not i don't think i think i'm probably about a third of the way through the main story i've just been i uh, doing a lot of tooling about with mm-hmm. picking up people and recruiting and stuff yeah. Did you you've gone permadeath, haven't you? Yeah, I'm full permadeath all the way. So forever. I didn't go permadeath. I'm kind Coward. of Coward. I've more I have reasons for this because I do kind of half regret it now because it sounds like a much more intense game when you have and you have a lot more actually invested in the characters that yeah. way. But also I enjoyed just the reason I didn't pick permadeath is because I wanted to try a lot of silly stuff and mucking around with characters and feel like I basically you know, if I was mucking around from they weren't gone forever sort yeah. of thing. But I kind of, I know, yeah, I do kind of wish I'd gone permadeath now. But yeah. regardless, I did, do you know what? I ended up really enjoying this game. I know you're not maybe as hot on it as myself, Joe. I don't know, where where do you 
Standale? Um, I really, I, I think somewhere in between maybe. I do really like it, but I think it's got a lot of issues. And I think it feels like a great first step in this concept of the, you know, recruiting everybody. But there's, mm-hmm. there's like, it doesn't take long, only playing like five hours that game to really spot the seams and spot yeah. how the, all the systems and they're very, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't feel as magical as I wanted it to, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm exactly the same. Like, the more I think about it, the more I respect it. And I I really do love what it's trying to do. And I, I'm kind of amazed still that anyone allowed this to be made at a AAA studio. <laughs> We're talking like, about the players anyone system specifically. Yeah, and the yeah. sensor stuff and like the kind of mm-hmm. the weird systemic reactive stuff under the hood of that game that makes that that allows it to be an open world where NPCs actually make a difference. Mm. Um mm-hmm. but and and I love all that stuff. It's just like Dale says, I just keep running into the same missions in the same places with the same dialogue. And you're just like, ah, oh, it just, I know there has to be a moment at which those things don't work properly. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the amount of times I've come across it not working properly is, is yeah. annoying, like after a point. It didn't um, take too long for me to, um, I think it was like my eighth operator in it. Um, oh, not operator, what well, recruit, I suppose. Yeah. Um, um, and it doesn't take long to get like the ball rolling. Um, and, but so I say a couple of hours, I had like eight and then my eighth one was exactly the same voice as the, my first one. And immediately mm. then it sort of took me out of that system. And then I just realized like they've got a selection of voices and they're just arbitrarily just sort of randomly pulls one and sticks on them and with no real rhyme or reason. It feels like maybe male or female. And that's the only distinguishing thing. Have you had anyone with like the voice modulation that makes it sound fucking mad? No. I so I, that, I've got an Irish hitman who sounds like he's on the news talking about like Lance Armstrong's <laughs> doing <What>? bad stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of that. Oh yeah, no, that's a very stupid reference. I'm thinking of an obscure Andy Samberg thing about the Tour de France. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, it basically sounds like he's having to go, go into witness protection, but that's his voice all the time. It's oh mad. Um, but like. To, I think the point Dale makes, which mm. I think is most important, is that I I hope, I don't necessarily believe, but I hope this is a first step. Mm. Like, I want there to be a Legion 2 rather than a Watch Dogs 4, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, I um, mean, it could even be like the No Man's Sky trajectory, where it was like, even though that's a system that has, you know, a lot of familiar aspects of like, you know, pulling all this data together and just coming up with these characters it feels like it has way more depth now you spot the seams a lot less mm. at this point of the game because they've updated it so much i don't expect ubisoft to be doing that follow that trajectory of like four years of updates with watchdogs legion but it'd be well, nice if they got, added to it in december they've got the online coming which i'm intrigued to see because yeah, if that yeah. is sort of if it's multiplayer sort of not heists but you know what i mean like i suppose each mission in Watchdogs, they're kind of like a a heist in a way you're kind mm. of going into a building and yeah. stealing something. So would, uh, There is a lot I like about this game. I did really enjoy it, but there's another thing you've just reminded me of there, which I'm not a fan of. And Joe, I think you mentioned it the other day as well. Is the feeling like it doesn't feel there's as many options for entering in an area anymore? Like I don't know if I'm just misremembering what Watch Dogs 2 was like, but it felt like there were I was presented with several different ways of getting in. And yeah, now it just I feels like Spider-Bot kind of almost like, every time. I always... 
I loved Watch Dogs 2, but I always kind of, I do fall in that habit, and it's probably part of my fault of not experimenting enough, but if I find a way that works in a game, I will just use it again and again to do it, yeah. because, well, if it's not going to tell me I can't do that mission that way, why wouldn't I? Because, mm. like, basically, I just, most missions hijacked a cargo drone like you can, rode it above the location I needed to go, dropped a spider bot down and did the mission from there undetected. Yeah. Which, because enemies never look up in this game. Which is <laughs> this is it. I just think, like, it doesn't... It doesn't offer enough reason to try other things as well. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a cargo drone near you at almost all times. Like, it's not an, yes. a hard thing to find. You don't need a character who can summon them, no matter what mm-hmm. the tutorial tells you. Um, yeah. And it, it just felt to me like... My two options every time were get someone with a good gun to go in yeah. and kill everyone or just use a spider bot. And it's yeah. like, but it feels like there's not as many hacking puzzles as well, I remember from Watch Dogs 2. You, there, I will say there's more hacking puzzles the more you go on, I think. And I do like where yeah. the story goes at points. It's kind of, there's a lot of cliche in there. If you've seen sci-fi thrillers, you'll see yeah. a lot of the tropes they're using. Yeah. There's a couple of twists which you probably will see coming. Um but I do like there's some cool set pieces at, at times as well. I do quite like the ending. I think it tells a decent enough story to carry it. Um and I just like the world I like I'm biased. I love London and I just like being in London. But I, what I will say is why are they messing up with tube stations? There's now a tube station called Trafalgar Square. No yeah. need. Yeah. Charing Cross is right next door. She's that. You know, um, they haven't got the Leicester Square tube station either. Like, they literally yeah, just removed it's it. It's weird. I don't know. I'd like to know the rhyme and reason. Maybe we could do a yeah. feature on why they've taken some stations away, but added new mm. ones pretty much cl- next to where those ones would there's, be anyway. There's no Liverpool Street <laughs> either, which feels like... No, they've know, completely removed Liverpool yeah, Street. Yeah, completely got rid of it. You just I was go going mad. to Shoreditch. You don't it. know how... I drove around for about 20 minutes, like, going north of Allgate, like, where's Liverpool Street? Because that's, like, the only massive... Not the only one, but... There's no Paddington, I suppose, but or, or Victoria even. But um, there's Kings Cross and Euston, isn't there's there? There's Kings Cross, Euston, Farringdon, Waterloo. So there oh. are some big ones, but it's just weird when, like, it's very rare I can turn on a game and not need a map from the get go. <laughs> yeah, like I could just drive north somewhere. I was like, which meant Liverpool Street isn't here, so I drove around twenty minutes trying to find it. For, no, I'm not going to do anything in Liverpool Street, am I? I'm not going to go and get. a... I don't know, go get a wasabi. But, go to the know. International <laughs> Cheese Centre in the basement. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, but I'd I like, do just like We've it. immediately gotten into the thing that no one gives a shit about if you're not from London, which is exactly. saying that the London isn't isn't right. What I will yeah. say is, as someone who lives in London, fucking hell. Like, so They've much got, of yeah, that. They have got so much of it spot. Oh, I was nitpicking about There are bits in there that I was like astonished by, where you're just like, mm-hmm. why did you bother putting in this? But I love that you did. Like, mm. Exactly. Like the weird changes in architecture, like between kind of Whitechapel and the Thames. And like, there's just, there's some really lovely thinking in there. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just, I really like going around and just seeing it as it is. And on the other end, People who aren't from London won't care about this either. But I just think, like, I think it is worth pointing out to people not from here how mm-hmm. good a recreation yes. of the town it is. Yeah. It's so good. And it's almost a shame in a way that I know a lot of the, um, so you can take over, as you do in a lot of Ubisoft games, take over parts of the city by doing a few missions and then doing a main mission to basically unlock that area. The whole map is unlocked from the start, I should say, but you know, you can unlock extra operatives by mm. doing areas. Mm. But, um, yeah, 
in those they use some of the landmarks but like the main game hardly uses any of those landmarks or anything or really uses the city center for much a lot of the missions do sign that take part on the outskirts which i find a little bit yeah weird like I've, and like no like you know the thames doesn't really play a part in like they don't use the river true, for anything yeah. yeah despite all the um despite all the boats being hijackable and there being stuff in there like there's no reason yeah. to do it it's no, kind no. of strange i mean i know you can't just remove the river from london but you know i would I say yeah um, I found the lack of interiors a little bit disappointing as well. Obviously, you've got all your, you know, your enemy areas, but the, mm-hmm. like, I last night was playing it and I went to Buckingham Palace. I really wanted to go inside Buckingham Palace and see if I could get in there, but yeah. it turns out you can't actually go inside it. And yeah. I felt like there's quite a like, Also, I felt like having the subway system be the way it is was maybe a misstep. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have built, not a fully fledged subway system, but something, you know, underground sections where you, you know, do th- well and Mission i just i think i just used it too much as well because there's no like it's not that like you have to pay to use it or anything mm. like i rarely drove anywhere and actually saw the city much but yeah. um yeah we yeah, come overall over, i, I like, do really yeah we feel like we're coming out really this like, quite negative well, don't it? but we did I like, like it i like i just like playing watchdogs i like that kind of loop which can get a little repair but i don't mind i'm quite into it of just scoping out a location hacking a target and that's just satisfying, especially when you're not detected. And I do enjoy those like like puzzles where you have to rotate the things to get like power lines moving like the Bioshock kind of like, you know. Yeah. Pipe Tube puzzles, puzzles, that sort of thing. Yeah, I I enjoy doing that sort of thing. And yeah, overall I just I did have a really good time with it. Yeah. I just Yeah, I just wish there was a little bit more variety, I suppose. I think, I think multi- main thing. multiplayer could be where it sings. Like if they get some mm-hmm. really good missions in there. And I think I have hurt my own experience by going jumping in like two footed on on all the recruitment stuff. Like that's all yeah. I wanted to do because that's what I was so excited about. Mm. Like this, I was primed for this to be my game of the year because I love those little weird yeah. systems bouncing off each other stuff. But and I think I've I think that's hurt my experience of it. And the more I play the main story, the more I'm like, oh, these are the missions I wanted. So and the there, main story there is, is the best. Here bit of the game i think i pretty much mainlined it from the first few hours on and i had a great time doing that i didn't really do many recruitments once i got like four or five people that i could just rotate between i just kind of kept them i know it's different if you're in permadeath but that's also the failure of the game to me like if that's how easy it is to play that game with that system then they've not made that system there's just not yeah i feel like they played it almost it's hard to say they played it safe because the amount of time and effort it took to make the mm. system work is unbelievable, but almost played it safe in how different the, each person could be. Like, yeah. everyone has the same basic abilities, whereas maybe some people just shouldn't have a gun whatsoever, or mm. some people can't hack. Well, like, I think, as stupid as it. Like, I think um, Dan Stapleton put it really well in the review, which was like, I wish there were more characters with big downsides, but big upsides. So you were like Mm -hmm. having to mess with characters where it's like, oh, they are so shit at this, but I need them because they're the best person at this. Um, And also I played a preview of this game where they had a system where you could apply certain people to support stuff. So at E3 last year, there was a whole separate section of recruits that you could put in there and it would be like home base people. So I was in a car chase being chased by a bunch of drones and someone mm. came over the radio and was like, I'm hacking the drones for you. And that was a separate character type that you could assign to do that. And 
I know why things change between previews. I'm yeah. not complaining that stuff changed bet- before the main game because it probably didn't work. But mm. that was the stuff where I was really excited where it's like, oh, I might find a character who's rubbish to use, but if they sit at home base and they're good at like getting me money over time or hacking certain enemy types and stuff like that was really exciting to yeah. me. Um, and I, I think you can feel the loss of some of those systems as, as well as progression. Like, yeah. I think not it's hard to bond with your characters when they don't do, they don't change at all from beginning to end. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, I think, you know, it's an easy comparison, but Shadow of Mordor, which is what, 24, 2015, 2016, like Mm, those orcs changed more over the course of a game that old than Watch Dogs characters do over the course of this. And that's not to say that Watch Dogs is a worse system. It's way more in depth, but Mm -hmm there's something about having those characters like react to you that feels so special still. Um, yep. And I don't think that's mm. in there. Yeah. No, but I'm with you. Like I, I enjoy, and I just like, so I enjoy core watchdogs game, but, like even watchdogs one. Don't get me wrong. I don't love that game, but I had a f- fine enough time playing that. Like Aiden Pierce did not excite me, but I had fun hacking and doing the puzzles. So I just like watchdogs and I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed with watchdogs legion. I, no, I feel like we it's probably part of our own fault we hyped ourselves almost too much towards what this game could be mm. and it just didn't quite hit what it this is this is it the the problem yeah. with my problem with Watch Dogs Legion is is that it is not the game I dreamed of which is not yeah. fair to Watch Dogs Legion <laughs> it's just exactly. that the, the the core idea is so cool mm-hmm. that anything below that feels like a loss and like Dale says if we get essentially the Assassin's Creed 1 to Assassin's Creed 2 version of Watch Dogs Legion down the line, if that's allowed to happen, fuck me, I'm still so excited for yeah. it. I just, exactly. I really hope we get there. I would, uh, yeah, if you haven't, check out, uh, we mentioned, check out Dan Stelton's review. He gave it an 8 out of 10. I pretty much agree with that, I think. Mm. I, I, w- I would just about give it an 8, I think. So, yeah, overall, a good game, which I would recommend getting, especially as... Now, Cyberpunk has been delayed again. Yeah. And if you're really desperate for a hacking game, there's your one. <laughs> also, can I do a small self-plug? I had a really Whoa. good chat with um, Ruffin Prentice, who played Marcus Holloway in Watch Dogs 2. I kind of called him just to ask, have they gotten in touch about Marcus coming back in Watch Dogs Legion? Spoiler, mm-hmm. no, they haven't. He's probably not in it. Um, <laughs> unless he comes in like a season two sort of post-launch thing. I wouldn't be surprised. But I also did... We ended up having this amazing chat about how much he loves that character and how much it meant to him and how interesting he is as a black man in a game who doesn't do stuff that pop culture says is cool Mm -hmm. for black people to do. Those are his words. Um, And I think it's like... it's. I barely wrote in that feature. It's mostly Ruffin's words, and I think he's a, like a fascinating talker about what was so cool about that character. And I hope he doesn't get forgotten either, um, nope. which is really cool. There we go. Um, from Watchdogs Legion, one game we hyped ourselves too much about, to another one which I don't think Joe could hype himself more about: Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> the a- is it the Age of Calamity? That is. It's just Age of Calamity. Just Age of Calamity. Um, is this? I think you tweeted yesterday, Joe. Is this the... If someone pitched a game to you, could they pitch more of a Joe game? Well, do you know what's mad? Is I had the exact same response to the original Hyrule Warriors, a Zelda <laughs> game that was also a Dynasty Warriors game. Mm-hmm. And somehow they've made a version of that game that's even more my thing. It's <laughs> fucking nuts. Um, yeah, they, released, they surprise released a demo yesterday. 
I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think there's finally a Warriors game that I can suggest without saying, by the way, it might be shit for you. Like, I genuinely think it's brilliant. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to write something about this, but it's not just dropping cool Zelda stuff into a Dynasty Warriors template. It's also mm-hmm. doing really interesting stuff with how Dynasty Warriors games work, um, mm-hmm. which I can get into if we need to. But... Well, uh, <laughs> Please do because I've never played a Warriors game. I've never, I didn't play the first High Warriors. I've never played. There are, is it Muso games? Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Like I'm sure there's a lot of people like me who have seen clips of these games and it just looks mad. Like you're killing a thousand enemies at once. What actually? What is fun about these games? Um, well, what's fun to me about these games <laughs> is that they are. I find them. Despite them being... So they call them one versus a thousand action games. The point being, you are one character who is fully able to just decimate entire, like, (laughs) battalions of people by yourself. And it's stupid. And they are repetitive. They are occasionally very badly made. But something about the structure I find on, like, the most basic level, just, like, incredibly relaxing. They are button mashers, but they're button mashers about essentially tidying up. Like, that's the best way I can think of them, is that you you have a big map full of mess, and you just go and tidy it up, but your broom is a big sword or magic. Um, and what they're doing with Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is essentially the same thing. You are playing 100 years before um, Breath of the Wild, when giant armies of horrible monsters were taking down Hyrule and you are mm-hmm. attempting and I I'm assuming failing based on how Breath of the Wild happens to fight back against those armies um which is a I just think is a great idea anyway they've put it in the Breath of the Wild art style but they've made yep. it like ludicrously over the top um it's still the one thing I will say and this is the same for all Warriors games ever is it really struggles when there's thousands of people on screen at once. <laughs> I don't really give a shit. Like, it barely matters. Um, yeah. What I, love that, what I love that it's doing as a Dynasty Warriors fan is the problem particularly Warriors spin-offs have had over the years is Dynasty Warriors' key thing to me is it. the characters are simple as fuck. Like, it, they have about 10 moves each and you learn what they are and you just spam them over and over again forever. And the way it gets over that is by having like 80 to 100 characters. So as soon as you're bored of one, you're just like, fuck it, I'll just move to someone else. Um, In Hyrule Warriors, it looks like there might be about 10 at the moment. I haven't really looked into it. And that has always been a problem for Warrior spinoffs because as soon as they get down to low amounts of characters because there's not that many to choose from because of the license, it's just fucking boring. Um, And so that's an issue. Yeah. In this, they actually have meaningfully different abilities that could seemingly do different stuff. So, like, but, yeah. every character cool. has the normal set of stuff. Uh, light attacks, heavy attacks, special attacks. But then they've also all got the Sheikah Slate and the different abilities that gives you in Zelda. But every character's use of those different abilities are different. So, like, mm-hmm. take the bombs. Link just throws fucking loads of bombs. It's really stupid and it's really funny. Um, Impa makes a bomb float above a group of people who get sucked into it and blown away, which is a completely different style of attack. And then Zelda's one, she summons a giant walking bomb that fires other smaller bombs out of it before it itself explodes. That sounds very good. It's great. And like, 
the idea that we're going to get this many more abilities per character is really interesting. Like, ultimately, it's a Warriors game, so it probably won't make a huge amount of difference. But the fact that there's way more to dig into and learn and mess about with um, is cool. Also, it's got a full world map where you earn items and that gets you, like, story-related upgrades. So you can get extra attacks or change types of attacks and different weapons. And, like, it's really fiddling around with how much those things mean. So if they put a lot more Zelda into this one than they did in the past one, would you say? Uh, so like, Hyrule Warriors was more of an actual Zelda game in as much as you oh, earned okay. items that let you get to different places on the map. This is more like Breath of the Wild in as much as it's a Dynasty Warriors where it feels like there's real reactivity. Like, um, you know, using Cryonis on... Uh, Cryonis? Cryosis? Can't remember. The, the ice spell on yep. things in water makes the, the different things happen to when you're on land and like you can mess with how things work how things interact you can cut down trees to get apples to heal like it's really meaningfully feeding in breath of the wild mechanics into a dynasty warriors thing and like does does your sword break after four hits it doesn't which (laughs) which is weird considering how much more you use it um (laughs) you uh, you earn different swords and you can like forge them into different things and stuff like that um but it really feels like i've only you know the the demos may be an hour of content but even after that i'm kind of like shit this might actually be a dynasty warriors game that means something to play for a long time uh beyond just the gentle relaxation of killing two thousand bad guys um and i'm really fucking excited for it i I can't available for free now isn't it on switch and And if you finish it all your save game data transfers so it's worth playing through if you want to when have they said when it's actually coming out november 20 that is a lot sooner than I thought. I am Ooh. so excited. I can't wait. A, a, late, a late showing there for Joe's game at the end. <laughs> honestly, honestly, <laughs> I, I was worried that I was going to have to make that case at some point. But I genuinely think there will be people who love this who've never liked a Dynasty Warriors game before. I think it's so cool. I'm, do you know what? I'm Even I'm partially interested. I know Al's been playing it and he's yeah, not Al a Dynasty really Warriors personal. Mm. But he is a breath of the wild obsessive so mm-hmm. like yourself so it makes sense uh yeah i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna check it out even well that's the good thing about an hour's worth of demos because you should be able to tell if it's for you from that hopefully <laughs> yeah um and i'm sure there will be people who just can't deal with the fact that it's <laughs> that sounds more aggressive than i mean it to uh <laughs> i'm sure there'll be people who don't like that it doesn't run properly and stuff like that mm-hmm. but it doesn't run that badly so I'm fine mm-hmm. with it. Um, hey, yeah. if you can't deal with bad frame rates, then Joe doesn't want to know. If you're a fucking, <laughs> if you're some kind of frame rate cuck, I don't want to. <laughs> Please I don't know what email that in if you are a frame rate cuck and explain why. No. Uh, no. Um, that's the sort of language you'd hear from Borat. Is it? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Borat's talking about frame pe- rates. Certainly from some of the people he's uh, interviewing, I assume. Yes. But. Yeah. Um, have we all watched Borat too? No. I have, Okay. Yes. I have. I, I was fairly underwhelmed. Um, just going to put that out there. Uh, laughed a couple of times. Oh, <laughs> I just, mate. I don't know. I just kind of... I, I I'm would, over it. I think I I'm just say... at the point with all this sort of comedy. I think, especially in the world we're in at the moment, like when it is an hour and a half of look, Americans can be stupid, and some of them do can be racist. I just kind of go, yeah, I, I know that. 
now oh, well, like, uh, yeah, what are you saying i suppose like, like back in whenever it was 2006 um the idea was that it was exposing this underbelly right this idea of there is these people that have mm-hmm. these harsh viewpoints and now we're but kind of it's in our face every day we're in we're, yeah we're in the middle of it but and i would say i will also add i only said americans because the whole film takes place in america yeah. i know that this these issues are everywhere in yeah. the world what? <laughs> <laughs> i would say though that with borat uh, that's still my favorite stuff though like the like the, the scripted sections they're whatever they're fine it's just mm-hmm. but the the moments where he's he's a tool he's using borat as a tool to bring the crazy out of people like he lo- gets them to lower their inhibitions and to really say some crazy stuff i still find mm-hmm. it shocking and like for example that scene when he uh when he goes to the uh get the baby removed so to speak in the mm. in the pregnancy area that is like it still brings out some shocking reactions you know how people react to these things even though you know deep down they should like a, a normal person would react in outrage to these things but it's just showing like almost like the extreme levels of politeness that people have as well sometimes <laughs> i think it's fascinating to watch but i think that those are the bits yeah that i don't get on with as much where it is just people being very accommodating and it almost feels like taking advantage of there is one there's like an older black lady who's very nice to his in quotation marks daughter hmm. and like she's just very giving very nice advice and i think i read yesterday like she felt betrayed by it she hmm. didn't know this was going on and then I was just like, yeah, that is a bit bad because she was just seemed like a very nice person who's... Oh, I mean, that's used. that's the thing though, isn't it? There, there, everybody who's ever been in these films has probably felt betrayed by it or laugh with it because that's I think the whole it feels shtick. worse when they are a nice person though. Like when it's... If it's just an outright racist, I'm not going to feel bad for them for being made to look like a fool. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, don't, I don't know. I, I have... I did. I quite enjoyed it. I don't think it's a patch on the first film, but then the first film was such like, you know, captured, you know, a zeitgeist of the time. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was ever going to be able to live up to that anyway. Um, I think, is it Maria uh, Bakalova? I think her name is. I think she's fantastic in it. Like she almost, and I think there's such a great decision of bringing someone almost to take the place of Borat because he's so well known known. yeah yeah i mean obviously they make that a joke in the film as well the idea of him dressing up in costume i don't know i i I did quite enjoy it um but i watched uh so that last weekend i watched that and i also watched a trial of chicago 7 i know you spoke about it briefly last week very briefly yeah um so i had a sasha baron cohen weekend but that is a phenomenal film like yes i i just want to chip in and also say everybody should watch that film i just enjoyed it Mm -hmm. so much well, it's kind of saying a lot of the stuff mm. that he's trying to say in the other film, but in a much, much, much better way. Mainly because mm. Aaron Sorkin wrote it, and it's not just relying on the writing of some rednecks. <laughs> but yeah, that's, but, yeah <laughs> that's probably the main difference. But do you know what? Borat's free on Amazon, so if you have it, give it a watch. Uh, but just don't go in with the highest hopes in the world and maybe I'll have a good time I think because I went I went in to watch it after seeing a lot of like 9 out of 10 reviews and I left thinking I don't know what film I just watched compared to that Mm. so uh, do you reckon you you accidentally got the sort of um, (laughs) Anchorman the lost footage type (laughs) yeah I watched the wrong one Uh, what's wrong I know um, you know compared to any other genre of comedy is the most subjective of all Mm. but you know you know it's fine. It's fine. You know, as long as no one got hurt, who cares? Um, do you know who might get hurt though? The loser of the endless search. Inside, it's a UK crew. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, on the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got question for you. Hold up the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, on the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got question for you. Is it in the search? I'd like to see a try, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're just, you've just admitted that you're going to lose well so there's that's 50% chance I could lose yes <laughs> I don't know 50% is pretty nice to you Dale based on <laughs> performance in this game uh, it's my quiz this week and by my quiz I mean Dave in Banbury's quiz and not Dave in Banbury who listens to our podcast he actually made it up for Ellis and John on uh, BBC, BBC oh. Radio 5 Live okay um, oh, okay but I think this is fine because essentially what is the endless search if not a subconscious ripoff of Ellis and John's made up game section. Uh, so I think it's let's let's do it. Yeah. Um, let's do this it. is a game called I think they called it What's Number Two, which sounds like it's about shit. It's not. Um, oh well. In this game, I will ask you not to give me the number one answer in a list but the second highest answer in a list. For instance, uh, what's the second biggest country in the world? It's not Russia, it's Canada. Or is it the other way around? Can't remember. Um, (laughs) The rest of these, I actually have the answers for. There are going to be, there are some caveats here, right? So uh, if one person, if the, I'm going to ask it to one of you, and if you get it wrong, the other person can steal after that. Okay, okay. I'm also going to say, just, and this is adding... And can we, sorry, can we keep going back and forth until someone gets it right? No, 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 we're going to go. Yeah, oh, actually, no, let's go back and forth. I like that. That's fine. Well, I mean, there has to be a limit on that, surely. Yeah, but, t- yeah. if I've it gets got, ridiculous. So I've got the top five answers for all of them. Okay. So I think that kind of works. Um, okay. Just because then I can actually make it interesting. Um, <laughs> the other thing is, I'm going to test out an idea. If you want to go, if you want to go spicy, you can name the number three for two Ooh. points instead of one point. Oh, How about that? God, but can like you do it. both for three points? <laughs> no, you can't. Okay, um, that's rude. I'm just going for the sort of home and away style. <laughs> uh, and I think the easiest way to do this is, and I'm stealing this format as well. Uh, Dale, you're going to go first, and okay. I want you to pick a number between one and five, and that will be the question I give you. Okay. What? So, is there a theme to these questions? They're just sort of our kind of things. Okay. All right. Okay. So it wasn't like you started off by an example was geography, and I was like, Oh, oh yeah, it's not geography. <laughs> it's it's stuff we would cover. Right. Okay. Good. Uh, four. I knew you'd pick four, and I'm glad you mm. did. <laughs> this is which character is has made the second most supporting appearances in Peep Show. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Ooh. What counts as points so outside yeah. the main two? Anyone outside uh, Mark and Jeremy. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Mm. And I want, I want to hear your thinking around this as well. Oh, I don't know. Also, uh, you, could, like, well, you could choose the third if you want to go crazy. Oh, it's almost worth the. What? Risk, so I have to it? designate it's the third. You have to. You have to say whether yeah. you're going to choose the second or third. Oh, okay. Oh. I don't see that as serving any value, really. Why would I choose the third? Well, you get double points. Oh yeah. Sorry, I thought it was less points. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, in that case, I'm going to choose the third. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, oh God. So I really want to say Superhands, but part of me thinks he's going to be number one. I'm going to say third. I'm going to say the Johnson. 
Oh. Interesting. You are incorrect. Wow. Uh, before See, I, I reveal, before I reveal anything, uh, I will say Johnson is the fifth highest supporting oh, appearances oh. with sixteen episodes. See, um, is that it? I it feels know, like so much more. Mm. I don't know if to talk it through. So that gives Dale's Dale hints. But oh yeah, I forgot be, we're going back and forth. <laughs> yeah, um, it's got to be between well I'm, I'm sure he knows the characters so it's not mm. like i'm revealing much by saying there's a few bigger ones you know what let's not do the back and forth because actually okay, that's so mad. i just get one okay you get one so you can talk through so it. the main ones it's got to be like you said super hands sophie mm. uh well, like i was thinking dobby and then i was thinking but she I didn't come dobby, in until yeah. like halfway in so but yeah i don't know if she'd have more than johnson i'm trying to think but she she's I mean, it's got to be like sophie and super hands one and two hasn't it Wanted to be Gerald. Oh, <laughs> Gerard. Oh, Gerard. Gerard. Sorry, yeah. Gerard. Tube in his nose. Tube uh, in his nose. <laughs> <laughs> Try to think who would be. Oh, I suppose Big Sue's. She had more than. Uh, I felt though. like she went away for quite a while. Though. I don't know. It's been a while since I watched Peep Show. I love the depth of knowledge of Peep Show <laughs> we're showing here. It's great. Uh, Mad Andy only had two, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but what a two yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I'm going to go with second and I'm going to say oh no 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 you're stealing on third this, oh have I have to, to steal on third yeah Sorry, you okay. have to t- you have to go with what the person was guessing what the f- do you know what I'm going to go with Big Sue's for third you are incorrect Big Sue's does not make the top five ah, you are not going to believe who, it, who is in third here uh, number one Superhands 36 episodes mm-hmm. big time player Sophie, it's number two with thirty-three. That's who I was going to go with for two. Number three, boys, didn't even yeah. hear his name. Jeff. Oh, uh-huh. Jeff really? is in twenty in, episodes like, of Peep Show. I suppose he's in like every episode of the first two or three seasons. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Dobby yeah. is fourth with eighteen, and Johnson is fifth with sixteen. There we mm. go. It's, I thought, Good stuff. unfortunately, that is my favourite question. So uh, it's all, it's all <laughs> downhill, downhill from here. here. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Cardi, pick a number between one and four. I'm just going to go one. Okay. I think you've picked a good one here. <laughs> oh, oh, actually, there's, there's a wrinkle. Uh, according to Wikipedia, I want to know the second or third your choice best-selling video game. And I will say best-selling. Selling. Yeah, selling. He's saying it's not Wii Sports. I'm not not saying that. And this counts across, like, all... All formats. Everything, like... This is where so this is. Gets... I want to. I want to say best selling means mm. copies this... sold, not highest grossing, ah, okay. Okay. or most downloaded. Okay, interesting. There's like there's ones that have been in different forms. Does it still count as the biggest? Uh, I think I know which one you're thinking of. Actually, there's well, there's a couple like that in there. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go third. Mm-hmm. GTA Five. Oh, oh no. Okay. Good guess. I feel like this is near the top. I want to say... You have to go third. You have to go third. Uh, I'm just going to say it because it's one in my head. Tetris. Tetris is the third best-selling oh, yeah. game. Yeah. According to I thought feet. that was number one. <laughs> it's uh, a court, But I think, unfortunately, Tetris has been in so many forms, so it's listed as yeah. Tetris EA. So, um, see, that's oh, what I was going for. I didn't... Yeah. Yeah. So oh, wow. uh, number one is Minecraft. 200 million sold. 
Number two is GTA V, which is 135 oh, million sold. The two. Then Tetris, Wii Sports, and PUBG. Um, oh. but so, uh, so Wii Sports is in there, even though it was never sold. Does that count? It was, so, it was sold with a console, so I think it counts as having been sold. Will, will you count Astrobot as a copy <laughs> sold? Probably a, a Wikipedia might. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. The uh, yeah, so Fortnite doesn't make it in the top because it is the most downloaded, but not the yeah, yeah. not the most sold. Three hundred and fifty oh, million. It's nuts. That it? Nothing. That's that it. <laughs> uh, Dale. Hello. One uh, to three with your two point lead. Um, two. Interesting. I want to know the second or third highest rated film on IMDb. Oh. Oh, oh God. Cardi's gonna absolutely decimate no, me on this one. I but... can't remember the order. <sighs> okay. I know number one, which is annoying. That is the point. <laughs> so I think the one I'm thinking of, I think might be number one, but I'm not sure. Um, oh, so I'm just going to say it because it's the one I'm thinking of. Shawshank Redemption. Incorrect. That is number one, isn't oh, it? Were you, going, were you going for second or third? Sorry. It doesn't matter. Added it second, I guess. Well, it does for Cardi. All right. You were going for second, Cardi. I think Shawshank is one. I'm going Godfather Part 1. Yeah, that's the other one I was thinking of. You are correct. That is uh, the second highest rated. That's a point for Cardi. See, also Dale, my second highest rated. There you go. Nice. Uh, yeah, it goes Shawshank Redemption, Godfather, Godfather Part 2, The Dark Knight, and 12 Angry Men. Okay. Seven Samurai used to be right up there. It's dropped. Slipped a little bit. Mm. <laughs> that's two points to Dale, one point to Cardi. Dale Ooh. doing a neat little second swap so that Cardi can't I catch almost, him yeah, up. I almost, almost need to go for two here. Uh, uh, so uh, one or two? Two. Okay. <laughs> I'm going for the highest video game Metacritic score of all time. Oh. Now, this is interesting because there are actually multiple answers that are correct. What? For two and three. Because oh, there are okay. there are many scores, there are several yeah. games oh, with the same score. What? So, so you, just, is... you can just say any one of them. Yeah. That was the, it's the wild card, baby. Um it is uh there is only one number one. And then there are several twos and more than several threes. So uh, I've got like, I've got two in mind. And do I go for third or second? That's the question. There's a couple of games. Do you think you know what the number one game of all time on Metacritic is? I don't don't think I do, but I've got a couple in my mind that would be in like the top few. Mm hmm. It's, do I go for? I'm going to go for third because I kind of need the two points. Okay, you got um, more selection as well. It's smart. Hmm. I'd say it's a hard. Well, not necessarily. Well, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to go with. Oh, one or two, one one of two. I'm going with God of War 20, 2018. That is not in there. Right. Can we go back? And so to wait. For this one? Were you going for third? <laughs> I was going for third. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dale, you could take yeah. a commanding, winning lead. So I was here. thinking of, I was thinking of Zelda games, but then I was thinking that's very likely to be the top two, well, around there. So I'm going to go for a wild card. And I'm going to say Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two. <laughs> Dale, that is the number two. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> if you had gone for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three, <laughs> oh, you would have been correct. God. Which is mad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So the number one highest Metacritic rated score of all time is Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. My number other two, one I was going to say was Breath of the Wild. That's in. That is correct. That would have been right. Uh. Um, the second is made up of Tony Hawk's 2, GTA 4, and weirdly, the original Soul Calibur on Dreamcast. <laughs> uh, and then for number three, there are loads. Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, Red Dead 2, GTA 5, Breath of the Wild, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, Perfect Dark, which is insane, Metroid Prime, GTA 3, Super Mario Odyssey, Halo Combat Evolved, and get this, NFL 2001. (laughs) Specifically 2001. 2K1. Above God of War. All of those were above God of War. Uh, Which means... That's surprising, because I thought God of War reviewed better than Red Dead slightly. But there you go. It's not actually fair to do a fifth one with Cardi going first, is it? Well, I'm not going first. Uh, anyway. No, with Dale going first. Okay. Uh, I mean, we can still do that's the way. That's the way it's gone. All um, right. Let's just it do means it. I can, it means I can only draw, really. <laughs> uh, well, you, if he goes oh, for a three and misses maybe, it, yeah, he's, oh, not gonna gonna out. A, he's not going to go for a three, is he? Like, yeah, he's my, a coward. What? I mean, you don't... <laughs> I was already going to say I wanted to play it fair. You didn't need to bait me into it. Well, <laughs> I already have, haven't I? Yeah. Uh, I'm asking for, through online play alone, who is the second or third most used Street Fighter V character? <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, my God. Right, so I'm going to say third, because let's keep this interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Street Fighter V I've never really played. So there's... Problem is all the extra characters that I don't really know about. I wonder if any of them have become like top tier characters. But I'm gonna go for a classic and I'm gonna say Ken. Ken is not correct. Uh, Cardi, this is your chance to win. So I know they're very popular, mainly because that little video we did. <laughs> yeah. I'm going I'm going with my girl, Karen. Karen is not in the top five. Ah. Dale takes it. Yes. I was told she was one of the most popular. <laughs> two, t- two points to one. Not a high scoring game. Nah, but it's, a hard, it's a hard game. It's a but hard it was game. fun. Uh, it goes, Ryu is 14.379% of all characters online used. Uh, Ken is number two. Akuma is number three. Okay. Uh, Kami and then Chun-Li. So all quite recognisable Yeah, ones. all classics. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. Did we like that game? I like that. Yeah, game. I enjoyed fun. playing it. Yeah. I don't know if people if people enjoyed it. It's yeah, a bit of a fair. fucker to come up with questions for because not many people make lists like that. I had to <laughs> I had to go on. Someone made a graph of all those peep show appearances and I had to manually count it. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah. Sure. yeah, it's good. I, fun. I enjoyed it. Well uh, done, David Banbury, who probably doesn't listen to our show. <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah, definitely. If you do, and you've got more questions like that, you know, yeah. send them. Some feedback. feedback. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I'm first. And this is from Tony from the Chicago suburbs. Tony! Yeah. And he says, Hello, my UK friends. As an admirer of the various accents of the British Isles, I was wondering what part of the UK Dale is from. I love his <laughs> accent and I find it a bit unique. Anyway, if you guys ever decide to do a strictly film podcast, I would be all in. <laughs> Not that I don't love game talk, but I can talk all day about film. I have thought about trying to start a film podcast, but I don't have anybody to chat with on a long-form basis, aside from my Australian fiancé, who doesn't like having her voice heard that much. Love the show. You guys are amazing. You wouldn't believe it, but I hate the sound of my own voice. Do a Uh, film podcast by yourself. Yeah. I mean, I I would say, like, 
I know there's lots of people who, you know, make friends online and, you know, start podcasts doing and like we're doing a podcast remotely right now. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, you don't it doesn't have to be someone you know in person. Like I mean, I'd love to do just a film podcast, but I, I just don't think we have the time, sadly, no. to, to do two podcasts. Uh, do it, Tony. Um, do a yeah. one man show. I'll and listen. To answer your question, Tony, I am from Coventry, although my accent is not massively indicative of Coventry. It tends like mine's sort of a weird sort of mesh because my um, my wife is from down south way, Cardi's way. <laughs> And uh, so there's some sort of like, like Carlito's blur- way. Well, I've, we've yeah. been together nearly ten years, so there's some sort of blurring of my accent since I haven't lived up there in a long time. So, yeah, it's mm. a, a weird combination. It's weird because because kind of Matt's Matt's has got a mid- middle accent as well. So. He's yeah. so his black country though, so uh, he should his accent does not sound like he comes from the black country at all, mm-hmm. which is odd. Right, there we go. <laughs> Did you didn't point. you say Dale that there's a a Coventry City? Uh, chant about how weird the accent is. Yeah, well, it's just one line. It says, um, it's called In Our Coventry Homes, is what it's called. And it says, uh, the line is, we like sp- partridge <laughs> It says, <Yeah>. we. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 come on. It says, uh, <laughs> we speak with an accent exceedingly rare. You want a cathedral, we've got one to spare. Imagine boasting about your cathedral. Right, have you seen the, the first cathedral, mate? That's a, it's a bomb site. It's not which... a very Im- intimidating football chant, is it? No, it's just you want a cathedral. <laughs> it's saying we're proud of our city and we've got two cathedrals. How yeah. many cathedrals have you got, mate? It's that sort of thing. Not you directly, just saying. Well, London, yeah, yeah for you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> not you <Yeah>. specifically. <laughs> Me? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't own what a was cathedral. That old, I can like, confirm that. It's a myth, right? The idea of, like, you know, if you have a cathedral then you're a city or something like that That used to be the yeah. um but yeah. it's not anymore you can be a yeah. city so i guess that's what it's based on it's like we're a city and it was you know sung against people who weren't mm-hmm. cities there you go put them down mm. you know mm. good good on you uh, i think you've got another piece of feedback that was oh, like, yeah. that was one you just wanted to talk about your accent i just wanted to answer tony's question yeah <laughs> being a bit narcissistic there uh this is from matthew cooper hello gents hope you're all well and thanks for the listening Okay. Second time writing. First time I submitted a very difficult and joyless endless search game back in 2018. So apologies for that. It was extremely low scoring from what I remember. Just like today's game. Low scoring game's a good game. (laughs) That's why we did it today. It was a a tribute to Matthew. As Cardi keeps mentioning the social network, this email is pretty moot if he isn't on. Well, he is on. I'm I'm, I'm always there. Don't worry. Uh, But he said he likes to work to it. So I'd also recommend the Nine Inch Nails album Ghosts 1 through 4. Is that how you'd say it? Or is it? Yeah, 1 to 4. 1 to 4. From around 2008. Lots of the tracks from it were reworked for the film. It's a very similar hashtag focus vibe. I'll just answer that. Yeah, I've I've listened to it a couple of times. I'm not the world's biggest Nine Inch Nails fan. I do much prefer Tremesner and Atticus Ross when they're doing their composing. But... Yeah, Night Snails is one of those bands I've tried listening to a few times. I can, I've never quite cracked, cracked it for me, but one mm. day I might click. I do like, I do put on some instrumental stuff. If I put on an instrumental album, it'll probably be "This Will Destroy You." So there you go. Okay. Which they sound like a very aggressive band. They're not. They're not. They're um, lovely. I assume there's a typo here because the next bit says also a fun little Trent are uh, not story. Maybe Trent, well, maybe it was Trent Reznor and they put a space in yeah, there. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, also a funny little Trent Reznor story. Back in 2013, <laughs> when Nine Inch Nails headlines Redden and Leeds, they actually co-headlined with Biffy Clyro and Trent Reznor supposedly was never told and went on quite the tirade on tweeted <laughs> and tweeted, who the fuck is Biffy Clyro? 
To be fair, who the fuck are Biff Kyle? How dare you, Matthew? They are one of my favourite bands. They're, they're That's mad band. Yeah. I saw uh, Nine Inch Nails are way better than Biff Kyle. <laughs> I uh, I saw I saw them headline that Reading that year. I uh, I was I was doing some some young loving in that crowd. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it was a very special time for me. Sounds good. It was great. Uh, Biffy Clyro, one of the best live bands I've seen. Yes, definitely They're amazing. Um, this will destroy you, by the way. Did the uh, score for Moneyball? So you know oh, yeah. a lot of their songs are in it. So you may, if, if you listen to the Moneyball score, which is amazing, you have listened to this. Oh, I fucking so. love Moneyball. Yeah. Uh, you know that's an incredible film. Some I was looking for the uh, for the game this week. I was looking up the most watched Netflix movies of the week. And Moneyball's mm. in there right now. It's brilliant. Nice. It's a banger. Nedjeev must why. be on a sorkin tear after Chicago, uh, Trial of Chicago 7. That's my mm. theory. And it is. it was the Baseball World Series this week as well, so maybe yeah. people are in a baseball mood. Mm. I first watched Perhaps. Moneyball. It all comes together. I first watched Moneyball thought- not long after watching uh, the Bash Brothers experience. So I felt like for a short period I was an Oakland Athletics fan. Like, so it just merged <laughs> into me. Uh, I've it. got this from Russell Morby. Hi, long-time listener, first time writing in. I actually have a couple of questions about the upcoming PS5. Oh yeah, we asked about those. So I was one of the lucky ones and managed to get a PS5 pre-order, and I'm really looking forward to it, arriving along with Cyberpunk 2077. This was written before this week. Mm. (laughs) However, I've only just realised that the optimal PS5 version of that game is not the one that will be released soon. It will come sometime in the future, which is true, 2021. My first question is... I don't know whether to play the PS4 game with slightly upgraded graphics on the PS5 or wait for that optimal PS5 version. So this still makes sense from a December. Yeah, it's still, still relevant. Do you guys think the difference in the experience will be big enough to be worth the wait? I'm debating the same with whether to wait for The Last of Us 2 remaster as I've yet to play that game. Secondly, what the fuck is... that bit first? <laughs> Let's do that bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Last of Us 2, I'd probably just yeah, play it. Play that because yeah. they haven't even announced there is a remaster. You'd maybe mm. think in a year they might but I don't know. The Last of Us 2 looks better than most next-gen games I've seen so far. So I don't think it makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Um, Cyberpunk, it really depends how much you actually care what that game looks like. To me, that game, I'm excited for, like, the RPG. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it looking nice is going to be good, but it's not what I'm in it for. Interestingly, we don't even know if the next-gen version, when it comes out, will have ray tracing, because that is an exclusive to NVIDIA PC graphics cards for a certain amount of time, oh, which is what bizarre. What it come to? Why are we giving out exclusives <laughs> for graphical elements? I know, That's it's mad. Um, but so, I'm just worried about that game in general on current-gen consoles, especially if, if you've got a PS4 Pro or a One X. might not be as big an issue, but the thought of playing cyberpunk on like an og ps4 yeah. to me feels like it could kill it yeah it's <laughs> so, not but, great uh russell second question secondly what the fuck is hdmi <laughs> 2.1 all about <laughs> do i need to shell out thousands of pounds for a new tv too to make it all worthwhile i currently have a 4k tv but it's about four years old now are you guys upgrading your tvs with 2020 being the way it is, I appreciate these are very much first world problems. However, I'm sure I'm not the only one wondering this, and your guys' views on this would be greatly appreciated, especially considering we may well be spending more time indoors in the in the upcoming months. Keep up uh, the great work. Cheers, Russ from Oxford. P.S. The drowning special you guys did is a 2020 highlight. Wait for whoa. sandwiches, baby. Just wait for sandwiches, yeah. <laughs> oh, could, could secede it. Um, 
I'm not buying a new TV anytime nah. soon. I'm sticking with my one. Uh, I, I did just buy a new TV, but it was from a friend and it's two years old. It's just because I didn't have a 4K TV mm-hmm. and now mm. I do. And it's beautiful and I love it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 2.1 gives you faster refresh rates uh, and it includes what? It goes up to 8. It can do 8K. Nothing's in 8K at the moment anyway. Yeah. So. Mm. I would say, you know, if you play that game, you're forever, you're forever going to be chasing technology. So I say, mm-hmm. uh, when you want a new TV, buy the best you can get right then, and then you'll buy a new Have one when that TV years. is. Yeah, like I think it's a silly, like fruitless endeavor to be constantly trying to upgrade yeah. your TV. I pretty mm. much I buy a TV as often as I buy a console. So what, like every seven, eight years? So, like, yeah, about five to like, six years is when I get a new TV. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I might get one in a couple of years, but at the moment, I think if you have a good 4K TV, it'll be perfectly fine. I wouldn't. I yeah, wouldn't it seems like Russell's big into it. his uh, his graphics, isn't he? In yeah. it, yeah. Well, you know, there you go. And can drafting. I quickly can I quickly <laughs> drop in some unexpected feedback that I just wanted to say? A, okay. uh, I'm very happy at the number of people who tweeted me saying they've started watching Taskmaster. That's amazing. <laughs> I do also want to respond. And I'm really sorry, I can't remember your name, but someone uh, messaged us to say, quite rightly that when I listed amazing people in Taskmaster, everyone I listed was a white man. And that game, uh, well, that show does not just have white men on it. Uh, I was actually thinking about that as I was saying it and panicking while I realized I couldn't <laughs> remember anyone in the moment, which is just one of those horrible things that happens. But you're absolutely right. Nish Kumar, uh, Sarah Phillips, um, Kerry Godleyman, like there are some amazing non-white male comedians on that show. And it is fantastic. Uh, so thank you for bringing me up on that. That was correct. There we go. There we go. Um, I've got some feedback here from Alan Ross. says, Hey guys, love the show. Having recently finished The Last of Us Part 2, I decided to give Need for Speed Payback a go. What? The natural natural (laughs) continuation. (laughs) Yep. Um, (laughs) What a pile of hot garbage that game is, even for a free PS Plus game. It's not all terrible, but the one tip I would give to anyone thinking about trying it would be to turn the dialogue volume down to zero. Don't suffer through the embarrassingly terrible acting. My main gripe, however, is that the upgrade system is one of the most broken mechanics I've seen in a very long time. A loot box style random card based upgrade system that is tied to individual cars. So not only do you have almost no control over how you upgrade your cars, you lose everything when you buy a new car. Ridiculous. (laughs) This has got me thinking, what other games have one slash multiple terrible mechanics? Um, Also, in my opinion need for speed peaked with most wanted if you're talking about the original most wanted i agree because that's one of my favorite racing games ever and has been getting progressively worse with each release are there any series that you feel jumped the shark a long time ago so first of all that need for speed i remember i remember me and dale going to a preview event of that i think that was one of my very first preview events might mm. have been like my first or second and i remember that loot box system for the car upgrades yeah it was mad and yeah playing at the time just going what so it's like a yeah, like you open a loot box basically, and it's just like, oh my, getting an epic, I don't know, accelerator. I don't know yeah. what they had. I can't remember gear, a blue gearbox. Oh, yeah. is it good? It like, felt like that design was potentially like imposed upon them from above around that time because, like you know, EA mm. were trying to push those sort of things. And, but a lot of it mm. isn't even tied to them. Like even you earn that through the game without microtransactions. It's all through loot boxes, which is a mad way. Yeah for a game where you're manually upgrading cars that is a mad uh, decision just get random um, stuff all the time i would say when he said uh i do think most wanted is a fantastic game but saying they get progressively worse with each release is not correct because i thought heat was pretty good last year 
that came out. And then uh, this year we've got Hot Pursuit Remastered as well, which is obviously a great game. Just refreshed. <laughs> uh, re- yeah. Re- I actually loved the original most one. I like a lot of those racing games when they were more simple. And it was just stripped back. Mm. You stole cars, you did races. I don't need a lot more than that. But yeah, I haven't been into Neve Speed for a while. Talking about games that have, like, I suppose, like good games that have a bad mechanic. Yeah, struggling there, to think. I did have one earlier and I've completely forgotten what it is, and that's annoying. Hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe we should I mean, have thought about this one before. We'll then. open that one up to <laughs> on, on the uh, on the theme of the week. Uh, Dynasty Warriors Nine took the flavor of Dynasty Warriors and then put it in an open world for absolutely no fucking reason, and it was shite. So <laughs> that would be mine. There uh, you go. As for series that jumped the shark, that's actually quite hard because you don't tend to find. Mm-hmm. Series that um, run on for long without doing well. well. I suppose game. A lot of people say sports games do FIFA maybe. Yeah. Uh, I would not say jump the shot necessarily, but have haven't had a major improvement in a few years. Um, I would say Tony Hawk series jumped the shot with when it did the oh, ride yeah, that's a good show, right? Yeah, um, um, and maybe you could say the same for like music games as well, like uh, Guitar Hero and Rock Band. I'm sure at some point. Although saying that. They just feel like people got bored of them as opposed to well, making a really wrong decision. Yeah. They definitely had a peak, though, didn't they? And they yeah. carried on for maybe one or two games. But jumping the shark implies like a crazy decision that's kind of just... Yeah. Sing- I mean, yeah, Tony Hawk's ride is literally yeah. the perfect answer for that. That yeah. is an insane decision that ruined the series. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, if anyone else has got any of those, uh, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. And you've got um, probably a couple of weeks left. To get in your sandwich stories, yes, yeah. I, I, I'll put this out there. It's coming. It's not imminent, you know. Yeah, I would not be surprised if this is closer to Christmas. The sandwich story. Let's put it that way. So yeah. you've got time to. But yeah, we just want to be clear that you up. were joking about the launch week of consoles, right? Yeah, yeah, not that imminent. is definitely a launch. That is definitely a joke. Sorry. Um, <laughs> maybe it's a Christmas special of some sort. But yeah, and please don't make them up. I want genuine sandwich stories. I'll be. Out, yeah, I'll real. spot. I'll spot a phony sandwich when I see one. Send us pictures of your best sandwich as well. That's what we really <laughs> want to see. <laughs> That's great for a podcast. Yes, good for us though. We That's can, all we right. can describe I, them. That's true. I want my. I want to be inspired to make these sandwiches. I need to see a picture mm-hmm. of them. That's very good. Uh, what music should we have? Something from. We were I mean, talking about Nine Inch Nails, weren't we? <laughs> got the astrobot music it's always good uh a track from watchdogs we haven't talked about the watchdogs radio system but that's another day because that yeah. just doesn't work it's got three it's lines on it though so yeah it has got three lines. lines play free lines and we are the firm free put lines. three lines on it there we go done there we go <laughs> easy done uh that was enjoyable um, bye-bye <laughs> bye Everyone seems to know the score They've seen it all before They just know they're so sure That England's gonna throw it away Gonna blow it